This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Good Things on The Bigger Picture, the show where we speak to good people doing good things. Shaha Shak Koyok is an artist from the Temuan Orang Asli tribe of Slango. He's an activist as well and Shak has long been combining art and activism to shine an often missing light on Orang Asli culture and traditions, but also to speak up about the struggles and challenges faced by the various tribes here in Malaysia. So today, my good person, of course, is Shak Koyok. He joins me now to share more about his passion for art and activism and why, as an artist and activist, he believes that his artworks are an important medium of activism for the Orang Asli community. Welcome, Shak. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, Shah. So nice to have you on the show. So we've spoken to you, of course, you know, for other things. I know I've spoken to you about all the issues over the Kuala Longat North Forest Reserve, uh, you know, where we were fighting to get that uh, re-gazetted. Um, but today I just want to talk to you about, you know, as I mentioned, your art and your activism. Shah, maybe we can start off with a discussion about your early years. So I know you've spoken before about how, you know, you grew up without much. Uh, your family was quite poor. You also grew up right beside the forest. I mean, talk to me a little bit about your early days. Yes, the the memory I have when I was young is pretty much living basically like a traditional indigenous people do. And then um, as um, in my case, in my in my village, we, we covered uh, the village was covered with uh, surrounded by the pit forest. So a um, lot of, of mm, my people, I mean, near my people near my village, we are uh, we live near um, side by side together with the nature, which means uh, many of our building um, the the material for for the houses um, building are made from the forest. So I I I learned to know how to weave. I learned to know how to cut the tree, which tree to cut, and how to build houses. Uh, prepared for in Hari uh, Moyang or ancestral day, or even I, I learned to know about how to trapping animal, uh, getting uh, vegetable from from the forest, and those thing is very uh, things I remember until today, and I am so um, glad I have been brought with that kind of upbringing. I have this kind of opportunity to 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 share it to everybody through my work, especially in my artwork. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's, it's so happy that uh, I I managed to do that yeah. uh, without uh, compromise my job as a as an artist. So I can do both together. And then and the the, the thing I, I always uh, remember when I was young was uh, where my parents always brought me to the to the forest and then when we, we collect the, the the leaf for the roofing to build a roof for the house they, they always uh remind me this is uh, the forest are uh, um they have spirit mm-hmm. and uh, the spirit that we need to put uh respect and then uh, and they, they were said uh living thing have a spirit without spirit uh the the living thing is dead so that's I always remember I, that 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 things I really it really make me uh, want to fight for the forest 
And I just want to bring up another story that I read about, you know, that, you know, as you mentioned, you know, you relied so much on the forest, right? It was so much a part of your life, uh, your family and the community's life. But uh, where you were staying in your in your kampung, you know, all of that sort of changed. I think you were about eight years old uh, when um, I think the forest started to be cleared, isn't it? There was logging, deforestation. Can you share what happened and, you know, the impact of seeing all of that, you know, that lasting impact uh, on you? Oh yes, you know, after all the nice story about the forest, living nearby the forest. But when I was eight years old, I was in school and, and I, I remembered seeing many of uh, lorry carrying many logs, many woods been chopped down from the forest. And it, it's really, it's hit me because uh, I, I I used the forest uh, uh, as a playground as well with my friends. And then to see the 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 the, the play, our playground been chopped down and we cannot access to that playground anymore is kind of sad and then I, I got really angry because angry with the with the logging activity that time as well and my friend uh, I saw and then we 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 cannot practice that 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 culture anymore we cannot go forest you know it now become dangerous because the the deforestation uh, going on in front of our eyes but this is not uh, uh that time it's not the only ones and after 90s and to uh in early 2005 the 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 logging the logging activity started again which is which was um uh, the 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 deforested half of the Kuala North Forest Reserve yeah so at the moment we only have have only have half North Forest Reserve left uh, still intact without deforested. So it's quite sad. And I still remember that that kind of moment is really, I was like become a trauma for me. Yeah. And then I, it, it, it's, it's really actually, it's hard to, for me to not not talk about it as I always want to talk about it because it's always it, it's imprint in my memory. This is what happened then. And it yeah. really give me a really nightmare. So. I hope I can um, learn from from that, and I can share the story and then um, make a change. Because yeah, I can imagine as an eight-year-old watching all of this, you felt so powerless, right? You didn't know what was happening. And as you said, you know, it had a lasting impact on you, which I suppose is why, you know, that has come into your work as well, right? A lot of like uh, topics surrounding deforestation and loss of our natural uh, biodiversity. That, that, that also focuses, I mean, you know, features a lot in the work that you do as an artist. Yes, the trauma, I, I wasn't really digging through until I went to university, actually. Mm. The the professor and the lecturer in the university, uh, they, they realized it because I've been talking that kind of issue quite a lot because I really concerned because I was in university at the time. Every time I have a chance in the weekend, I'll try to go to go back. But unfortunately, the, the university is very far, uh, located in Malacca, my, my village in Selangor, takes a lot of and the money to, to get the bars and the energy and the time. I only can do a little bit by uh, set up a, a blockade in, in, in the village, try to block the logging um, activity. Mm-hmm. But the, I only can do little because I have to go back to my university. So I'll go back. If I go back, I will I will discuss it to, with my lecturer. And then my lecturer and my professor told me, why not you do artwork about it? discuss talking about uh, what happened in your village and that thing will 
will last forever. People will remember what your 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 work, and and at the same time, you can uh, amplify the 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 word, and then they can, you know, somehow try to heal your trauma, as they yeah, said. Yeah. And that's actually really struck me. Oh, art also I can use the medium to fight the uh, deforestation. So really, really opened my mind about, uh, you know, about what I do in my art. Yeah. And I just want to quickly also, I mean, when all those things were happening to the Kuala Langat North Forest Reserve, right? I mean, the, the environment changed, the area changed, and that, of course, came to negatively impact the Orang Asli communities that had been living there for generations. Am I correct? Exactly. Exactly. Yes, it's totally. If you change any community who, who have a, really have a deep connection to the land, Soon you remove them to the to the area or change the the, the geographical area into very new uh, environment. They, it will change the the, the human, especially uh, indigenous people. We really tie to the land because the land is very sacred to us, yeah. and and especially the forest where our ancestors were formed, and that's make it even a stronger connection. And to, to knowing the 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 connection being disturbed by this logging activity is very heartbreaking. It's just hard for me to, you know, <laughs> so not thinking about that before I go sleep. I was always thinking about that before I go sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> and because, you know, it's not just happening here in Selangor, isn't it? It's happening across um, Malaysia. You know, we always hear about the issues uh, Orang Asli communities are, you know, facing displacement. You know, they're told like, oh, you must make way for development. And they're just sort of taken away from the ancestral lands and put into like new communities or whatever and just expected to sort of like um, thrive and adapt, right? But it's a complete, you know, 180 from what they've been used to for their whole life. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, totally. And uh, after I graduated from university, I well, I managed to have a like a trip to overseas, and then things I, I would love to to see is to 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 see how indigenous other indigenous people cope with this kind kind of um, trauma, and also how to deal with the the the, the, the deforestation or land encroachment to their territory and so on, and then. I found out there's so many similarity in the in terms of the the process they go through and then the the trauma they've been through. So uh, something that really m- make me want to connect to many of the indigenous people around the world. And how um, at the same time I can uh, share the story of what happened in Malaysia as well. So um, that's why I love to travel uh, as well. And I can I can share the story through while I'm traveling and at the same time try to relearn and uh, learn back learn the way how they cope the the trauma they didn't been through and I try to find a new way to to be uh, uh, like a almost like a messenger try to find a way to to deliver the message in in very effective way mm-hmm. so yes I'm very much wanting to to find new way every day to, to, to deliver message, try to get people to understand how important the forest to the human, how important the environment to the human. I think those things still working on it. Okay. 
All right. Well, you're doing a wonderful job, but let's just go for a quick break, Shaq. When we come back, let's talk about how you have, uh, how you got into art, basically, and how you're using that to get those messages out, you know, about the environment, about, you know, all the issues that Orang Asli communities are facing. I'm speaking today to Shaq Koyo. He's a contemporary artist. Uh, it's another episode of Good Things, where we speak to good people doing good things. Uh, Shaq, of course, is an artist and an activist. He's using his talents to shine a light on Orang Asli culture and traditions, but also to speak up on the struggles and challenges faced by Orang Asli here in Malaysia. We'll continue that discussion after this quick break. Keep it right here on Good Things on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Good Things on The Bigger Picture, the show where we speak to good people doing good things. The good person with me today, Shaha Shakoyo. He's an artist from the Temuan Orang Asli tribe here in Selangor. He's an activist as well. He's long been combining art and activism to shine a light on Orang Asli culture, traditions, to speak up about the challenges that they face. Uh, often, you know, Orang Asli here in Malaysia are disempowered and their voices are not heard. But Shak is using his talents as an artist to make their voices heard and to show us, you know, things that we don't often see uh, right here in Malaysia. So let's talk a little bit about your art, Shak. I mean, I, I was reading that you wanted to immortalise um, your art and also the culture of weaving. I mean, talk to me a little bit about how you got interested in art. You know, how long have you been painting? What inspired you to start? The thing that made me interested in art was uh, the time when I was uh, five years old, I saw my brother and uh, did a drawing in front of me. So I, I wasn't in a school that time. As, um, in, in my village, we don't have pre preschool that time. We don't have kindergarten or preschool. So um, the the it, it's funny. That's the only uh, the first thing I, I learned to know uh, about school is <laughs> drawing and painting <laughs> because my brother. The only thing that that really caught me uh, really is uh, it's art. So. After then, I saw uh, saw wanting to do some art with him, and he uh, uh, teach me how to paint and draw. Even now, he's always advising me what kind of what kind of composition is good composition and drawing with me. Sometimes, every time I visit him, we always um, have a drawing paper, try to draw something together, and try to discuss and and it's. it's it's, it's so, uh, yeah, I'm so thankful to my uh, brother, <laughs> my older brother to, to introduce, me, introduce me with art. So, if, no, I'm, yeah. And then after that, I, I find, I find that something that really um, come easy for me. Art is really come easy and so make it, um, uh, I so use it as, a, as, a, as my language as well. Because sometimes I feel art have a, um, uh, way to to communicate better than word and and of course we know the the visual uh language is, is far wider far international far you know reach more than just language sound music and mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's go beyond that so i find that this is this is the right the right path for me this is the right um what's it called things for me to to do uh, when i grow up and then mm-hmm. And I, I really wanting to be a artist in in one, in, in my primary school. So I knew it. I want to be artist. To <laughs> Even be. from so, then, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I mean, look at you now, you know, you're, you know, so renowned, uh, such a wonderful artist. Your works are so powerful. Um, talk to me a little bit about your creative process. You know, what sort of, I guess, guides or informs your art? Uh, there's so many varieties of cre- uh, process that I, I go through. Sometimes certain artwork in, uh, need a little bit of uh, research, 
um, certain hour need uh, need to be sp spontaneous. Some certain hour, sometimes it has happened right in the middle of I, I I paint other work or I'm creating other work, and then suddenly suddenly I have another idea <laughs> and I have to paint another. So <laughs> there's so many. I, I realize it's not just one way to create artwork for in in my in my in my style. I think the so. Uh, but I, I love to read, so so many of my work uh, come from from the readings because um, I yes many genre uh, of uh, material I will read you know <laughs> and so the 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 I love to watch a uh, film and very critically acclaimed film you know so those kind of thing they really uh, uh, what's it called inspire me after I watching film I was thinking oh that's good. Composition. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's really good uh, message, and uh, that's really good, uh, strong image, and uh, that the visual really striking, and that's and uh, the the color is so you know vivid, something like that, and that's really you know uh, that's really inspiring. And then I will I will I will do I will try to find find book or sketchbook and take a note. Oh, this is good. This is good. Try to do this composition. And that's uh, yeah. So. Film and reading that's most of the time uh, work, and and another thing I like to do while I'm painting is I have guitar with me. <laughs> ah, okay. So music. No, not, not many people know that. <laughs> so I got two guitar. So every time I paint, take a break. Guitar. <laughs> Play guitar. I love it. So, yes. So it's music. Uh, Try to, to try to try to try to un under the, the 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 visual that I did on on the canvas or material or surface that I did try to earn it. Mm. So that's why I use the, the the guitar music as a part of the language. Okay, I mean that's amazing, and and do you do a lot of work that covers topics on what the orang asli uh, communities are facing. I mean, a lot of that does feature in your work, and you also use like materials, you know, that you find in the forest and things that you use, uh, you know, when you were growing up. What, how, how do you tell? How would you describe how you tell stories through your art? You know, what are some of the things that feature in your works? Um, most of the thing that I, I feature in my work is about. Uh, the people and um, and uh, of course, the reason I'm doing this is because I realize there's not many re representation of indigenous people in Malaysia, mm. Mm. especially in school. So I realize we need more representation of indigenous people. Doesn't matter what is representation, and I, that's why during the lockdown, I actually have a kind of group. Uh, meeting with my indigenous friends mm -hmm. and uh, it's usually those working in a media uh, company and then uh, we, we we form a, a YouTube a kind of uh, groups uh, we have uh, more than 100 more 200 uh, or honestly that are doing uh, content for YouTube wow. um, and that's that's another way for me I can inspire other indigenous people to to share their stories not just me I think they they also have have, have uh, a fascinating story and a fascinating you know mm -hmm. uh, history they need to share I think the the easy ways for them is just put out there put in the social yeah. media yeah 
Yeah, get it out there, right? Because like you said, I think uh, I think when you were growing up, there was a lack of representation, right? You didn't see yourself represented in what you were seeing in school, you know, in terms of music, in terms of art. Um, and, and it's important, isn't it, to see yourself represented, to feel like you're a part of this community? Absolutely. It's, it's, that's, um, make yourself that... The image is so powerful. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. It really make you think, oh, yes. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, I used to eat that. Oh, I went there. Something like that really uh, link you wherever you are. It really want to make you uh, create a trait of, from where you are to, to your past or, or the, create the story, even though sometimes you, you lost that memory because you're busy with your work and you've seen the picture, seen the video, or seen, hear the music, and you can actually have a, a bridge that gap again or, or uh, trading the, 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 the story, try to weave the, the, the story back and try to relink that the, 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 the link you, you lost before. So I find it fascinating. That's why I, I, um, I, I, I realized in my work, it's actually make me think back to what what should I do? Because during the lockdown, we're dealing with, with no exhibition, there's no um, art activity out there, no physical work to be shown and so on. So that's why I, I need to think, I need to think what, what else should I do, you know? Because yeah. I'm an I'm activist as well, like you mentioned. And my activism, I always go and have an activity with the community. I have a you know, street protest and so on and so on and have a physical activity. Soon the lockdown really, really put me into perspective. What else should I do and how how to engage with community and so on. So this is why we have this uh, YouTube <laughs> channel child, together yeah. with indigenous. So we have... Uh, um, Facebook group called uh, um, OA YouTuber. <laughs> OA YouTuber, okay. Yeah, so you can you can you can go and uh, we have a Facebook page called OA YouTuber, and you can see so many content by many of us, throughout Peninsula uh, Malaysia. Okay, all right. I will definitely check that out after this. Um, but what I also wanted to ask you was, I mean, like I mentioned, you know, a lot of the motifs in your work shows indigenous motifs, right? Indigenous aesthetics, right? Do you think that's necessary, you know, to make indigenous art political? You know, should um, should it have a responsibility to also engage in like political struggles in the form of its content and its creative process and all of that? I think art itself is political. <laughs> Even though you try or not try at all. I think <laughs> the way is, because <laughs> sometimes, it's, it's involved your thought process. It involves your emotional. Your, it involves all of your feeling. But and in my work, I found that that's that's the strength of, of it. And I, I have to uh, use uh, imply um, impl- imply it more in my work. So I use the activism. Yeah. And and because I I feel like when when I when I was uh, doing my activism. Uh, I never uh, have to separate my life, my my art artist life. So I just um, most of the time I just involve art together. I mm. don't have to have separate life. I, you know, <laughs> it's all just <laughs> so, there, right? It's just it's just there. happening, so, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it comes naturally for me. So that's why it's the same thing when I do my art, my activism is in there. 
it's all together. So that, that, that's worked for me and I realized it's not just me. Many artists around the world have a similar uh, style and then they use art as activism or activism or activists out there use art. So they're, they're, they're both uh, working both ways. And, um, and that kind of thing really give it powerful for, for, for my activism and also uh, vice versa for art. So um, I think for me at, at the moment, I need to go beyond that. I try to, to go beyond that, try to find a way to, to reach people more than just Malaysia. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And I mean, there are many things that concern you, isn't it, Shah? I mean, about, um, you know, issues facing uh, Orang Asli. Um, talk to me a little bit about some of the issues that you are, are I guess, you know, uh, concerned about that you are particularly wanting, you know, the rest of Malaysia and the rest of the world to know about that the Orang Asli communities are facing. What are some that you feel very passionate about? Uh, another thing is about the land rights. Because mm. in, in Malaysia, many of, of uh, Arasli people, especially live in a, a community village, um, many of community village, they don't have the title yet. means most of us, uh, most of the villages still uh, under the forest reserve title. So it's kind of ironic for for for... For the Malaysian, we we are almost like First Nation people, and we don't have the title. Yeah. But yeah. with the new new development, they already got title straight away. So those kind of thing really bother me. And 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 how how come we we uh, we only have small population? Our population only about two hundred thousand. So how come the little population? Uh, community doesn't have cannot cannot solve our uh, problem, which is the land right, because the land right will determine your future. Without land right, our future will be uh, don't it's, it's what's it called uncertain. It's not uncertain, it's, yeah. It's not uncertain, and our land can be a bulk. Our land can be a move. Our land can be destroyed by many parties, many authorities. That's really important. And also, our history also, I think that's, a, that's another another important thing that many of the history of Arasli never been um, written properly, never been represented in the school, never been taught properly about in, in Malaysian narrative. I think we need to include all together. It doesn't matter how 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 how, how minority we are, and we we are we are deserve to be part of the community. We are deserve to be part of the Malaysian narrative. I think that's very important. Yeah, no, definitely. And and you, of course, you know, you've been working as you mentioned uh, with the communities themselves, right? You've been doing a lot of grassroots work. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about you know? So yes, we know you've been there with the blockades. We know, like you know, we are there fighting front and center uh, with, uh, <laughs> you know, against the developers, against you know even our own Selangor government, isn't it? Uh, you know, with all this de-gazettement that was going on. Yeah, talk to me about how you how you engage with local communities as well, uh, your own community as well, uh, to make sure that they get their voices heard. Yeah, but uh, the problem is that the language of activism, the language of uh, law, and the language about the human right or land right, it's hard to earn. It's hard to understand for for community. I I don't blame them. It's just, it's yeah. hard for uh, quite uh, quite uh, uh, what's it called <laughs> difficult jargon to understand for me as well. So uh, I learned a tough way too, and then uh, those kind of experience really want me to you know 
engage community. How 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 for me as an artist to to get the community in this community to understand to 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 earn their right and then uh, and then uh, voice out about their uh, land right and human right and let them know that they are uh, they are, they have a right to to speak up and they have right to to stand up to their to their land rights and those kind of the kind of thing that I, I feel like still uh, not uh, clear to community and many a community sometimes they are afraid to 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 voice out about their concern they are afraid they worry about the confrontational kind of uh, mm-hmm. process they have they, they will go through if they start to voice out they they're afraid of uh, what's it called um, retaliation, retaliation after the after mm. so uh this that's that's process i need to settle every every time i meet uh, with the community i need to explain that properly i need to get them earn that the language also because it's not easy it's not easy language because uh as everybody know honestly it, especially in peninsula we 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 quite gentle people we we don't we non-confrontational <laughs> yeah right? non-confrontational yeah community so that's make it harder to understand about the, the, the those language language barrier and also to earn that the 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 the, the meaning of uh, you know human right and land right and so on so um that's this why I every time I meet the community I have we have a big meeting with the, the whole community together and um, uh, and also have to earn, earn the trust from the community to, with me because some I'm I'm stranger as well even though I'm part of a Rosley but there are different languages the geographical area was different and as uh, dealing with different uh, organization and also the the state have a, their own law and this. Uh, and then I cannot, I cannot just, um, I cannot just go there expecting them to understand the whole process. So I have to learn their their language, and I have to learn their background, and so on, so on. So so I have to give and take as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no sort of like, yeah, th- I think, you know, some activists, and I'm not saying you, but some like, oh, okay, you know, you guys don't understand, you must listen to me. But no, you really need to get to know them, uh, get to know the communities, get, gain their trust, and then sort of like, you know, work together, isn't it, to find solutions? Absolutely, absolutely. You have to you have to be together. If you're just only you or one or two person in the, co- in, person in the community um, believe that, that, that work, the process doesn't even... Uh, work properly. You need to have uh, what's it called majority voice together, yeah. and also majority people moving move together, not just one person. Definitely. Let's just go for one more quick break, Shak. When we come back, I just want to talk a little bit about some of your more recent um, art projects and artworks. I'm speaking today to Shak Koyok. He is a visual artist. He's also an Indigenous activist, a Malaysian contemporary artist and activist. Uh, he's from the Temuan As- Orang Asli tribe in Selangor. Uh, he has been combining art and activism to, to speak about the issues that Orang Asli communities in Malaysia are facing. We're talking about that today on Good Things. We'll have more after one more quick break. Keep it right here on Good Things on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89. 
Welcome back. This is Good Things on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Good Things is, of course, the show where we speak to good people doing good things. The good person with me today is Shak Koyo. He's a contemporary artist. He's also an activist. He's long been combining both these passions, art and activism, to speak up about the issues facing Orang Asli communities in uh, here. So Shak, I was talking about your art and how you know the aesthetics is a lot about Orang Asli aesthetics, isn't it? That figures a lot in your work. Um, I know you've been in many, many um, group exhibitions. You've done lots and lots of work. I think very recently, uh, what was it, just last year, you were at the Ven- Venice Biennale, isn't it? Uh, doing something called yes. Stateless Mind, Body of Knowledge. And that was like a performance art and video streaming uh, event. Talk to me a little bit about that. That looked really fascinating. Yes, uh, I got uh, really fortunate to know the, the organiser just before he organised this event in Venice. He's, he's a Malaysian artist based in Europe. And um, he done. Uh, he managed to get a big fund from the from Denmark to 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 be um, to uh, launch this um, project art project in in Venice uh, together in uh, as a part of the Art Biennale in in Venice, Italy. So um, so did this um, art projects um, go beyond than painting, go beyond than two D artwork. Most of the work are uh, involved in performance art, sculpture, in, in uh, video screenings, uh, so in talk, uh, uh, present presentation, and so on. So I one of one of the things that I really, I really want to do is um, uh, performance and performance art because the 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 general quite uh, fluid in in terms of um, presenting because. Uh, uh, and, and it's really uh, uh, it really almost like part of my gene as well <laughs> because if, if you go to many Orasli or, or village we 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 love to dance mm-hmm. basically many of Orasli we love to dance and every um, celebration we have the joget lamba joget lamba is basically a, a dance uh, when when a pe- person uh, uh, have a marriage ceremony. In the night of it, they have a joget lamba. Uh, joget lamba is actually started because the sewang dance. So, uh, so the sewang dance then become the joget lamba. Okay. So it's the same thing during the SSL day or Hari Moyang. We have a joget lamba in the night. And that was so, just in December, right? Uh, yeah, this is December. Yeah. Last December, we have a joget lamba as well during the Hari Moyang. So... Those kind of a movement that really uh, I re- I really want to explore in in terms of art. I want to expand my art. Just just pen pen pen. I want to use my body language to amplify the the message. I want to amplify with my movement and uh, so. But in in my work in 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 performing art that I I perform uh, during this art biennale in Venice, um, I use weaving as well so because i want to talk about the the the, the forest the, the the voice of the forest so i use the weaving for my community so the this weaving uh, material are from the jungle as well yeah. so all these uh, mungkuang leaf they are from the kolonganos forest reserve so i use that material and i try to to use my body movement my uh, choreograph kind of performance work and in in the Venice in the Western kind of setting, so kind of fascinating. At the same time, I I, I accompany the the performance with the violinist, violinist from the Europe as well. Yeah, 
I see sea simulation as she live in Europe. The idea of putting the Western music in my performance is almost like one want to bridge that's really never have been a bridge before, which is in Italy, not many people in Italy know or Europe know about honestly. And then that's why I want to to link those, not just um, uh, location of in Venice, but the music of uh, uh, Western classical music in my form. Because in Jogit Lamba, we have a live music playing. So that's really inspire me to do this performance. So I have, I need to have a, a live um, music instrument playing. So we have, I have this, I'm quite lucky I have this, I found this uh, really, really talented violinist, Malaysian violinist based in Europe. She played the violin in, in, during, <laughs> while I'm doing my phone. It's fascinating for okay. me. And, and I'm sure, you know, the reception was wonderful, isn't it? People, yeah, must have responded very well to it. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy that uh, the, 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 the work uh, oh, really... Um, do more than I expected. I really, I didn't, I didn't expect too much. I, I just I do more as people get in touch more because I using the, the people uh, face yes. in, in front Portraits. of my face. Mm-hmm. So by touching their face in front of the weaving with my face, it's, just, but it's like, and it's time that I want them to breathe the, the, the weaving together mm-hmm. as a smell of weaving. Just, I want to create the link so it's, just, it's, it's one other thing that I, I really uh, uh, um, wanting to do for a long, long time. Okay. So I'm so happy. Yeah, no, it, it looked amazing. And, and I, I mean, we're just running out of time, uh, Shaq. But, you know, looking at your work, reflecting on your work, and you're far from done, obviously, right? I mean, you're still so young and so much left to do. But reflecting on what you have done, what would you say you are most proud of? Uh, what do you count as your successes? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, uncomfortable question. I know. <laughs> well, uh, well, I think uh, what I've been proud of is I managed to to inspire the other indigenous people to to believe in themselves. I think that's those things I really happy what I with my career, you know, and I'm happy that my I will actually reach to the community that. Uh, that I, I I haven't even thinking about, uh, you know, re- reaching as reaching it. So, yeah. and I and I get so many people from uh, uh, you know social media message me. Oh, I know, I send you, I send you work on the TV. Oh, that, 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 that. <laughs> that's really, they, they really. I feel like oh, okay. I feel like I think, yeah, I think I I, I reached my <laughs> my uh, ambition. Yeah. You're doing it right. You're getting it right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but of but of course, you know, challenges remain, right? Um, there are a lot of challenges, right? We, let, let's face it, right? But what gives you the drive to keep going? What are some of the challenges that you hope to uh, that you hope to overcome? I think one of the challenges I really want to overcome is try to find confidence to in 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 terms delivering my work. Sometimes I I don't feel confident, especially the doing performance art. I've been wanting to do it for a long, long time, but I don't have the confidence to do it because it's involved of my energy and mm. involves my myself, a body together. So things I still have, I haven't get my confidence yet, but uh, eventually I think I will 
<laughs> Just give it a try, I think. Okay. All right. And, you know, you've also been uh, conducting research. You've been gaining understanding of how other countries support Indigenous arts and artists. I, I'm sure you're going to be continuing with that as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's part of my, my work. It's part of my interest in it's learning. This is why I, I love to travel. And I'm going again to uh, Bangkok and uh, Vietnam and, and next week. Okay, okay. <laughs> because I'm delivering uh, the... Uh, joining part of the conference in climate change in Bangkok and so on. So at the same time, I I meet I will meet many of the indigenous people yeah. over there. So that's also my research kind of trip. Yeah, and and you know I was also reading that um I, I, for years now you've been organizing art workshops for Orang Asli communities. Um, it was halted due to the pandemic, but of course you know you've been you've been teaching younger ones, isn't it? The and and really yes. helping to empower the community. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's. That things I, I really want to to do to do it this year. This year I think it's perfect year. Uh, we we don't have any restriction anymore in terms of COVID. But I know your staff during the COVID actually managed to do two uh, workshop only and a mm-hmm. few uh, during the COVID. And then it's quite tough. I cannot really uh, talk properly at the where there's so many procedure need to be done and so on. And then I I hope I have time this year to do more. And and uh, yeah, I want to go to places I've never been in Malaysia that okay. uh, that have a Rasli people in there. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It's been lovely speaking to you. But before I let you go, you know, we've got a new government, uh, you know, in place. Um, any message perhaps that you'd like to leave uh, for the government or perhaps for just for Malaysians, you know, as we head into this new year? You're my first guest for good things this year, you know. I uh, really wanted to start that with you. So yeah, any any message that you'd like to leave us with? I think the only thing I would say to Malaysian government is just um, give a, a space for Orasli community to 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 have a voice to, to tell our story, and then I think with with your power you can give give it to community to have a a place for us to speak freely and safely and without any you know. Uh, what's it called retaliation? <laughs> but and another thing, and for for other for Malaysian as well, just give a chance to or us to to explore our 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 identity properly because that's the thing I think I, I learned from many uh, places I went, many people I, I met, and in just people simply because I went I I learned from um COP uh, I went to COP twenty seven in Egypt Jimmy. last year. Yeah. And I met so many of uh, indigenous activists. Uh, the thing that they deal in their country is a space, safe space for community, especially in talking about their their right, their voice, their history, and their story. I think any any one of you out there, and if you have any space for for honestly to talk about our story, to talk about history and so on. I think I think it would be cool to to have uh, Orasli to to tell us that I think it's it's gonna be a really good for our country. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much Shab, for joining me today. And of course, you know, if folks are interested, uh, you've got, um, you're on social media, as you mentioned. There's, uh, you just need to search for Shak Koyu on Twitter. You're also uh, on on uh, Instagram, isn't it? Just uh, at Shak Koyu underscore art. Uh, and of course, I need to check out OA YouTuber on Facebook as well. Uh, and I, Yeah. And I believe you also have a blog spot and that's uh, shakkoyuk.blogspot.com. So that's S-H-A-Q-K-O-Y-O-K. Uh, just search for that on social media. You'll 
find all of the resources, find ways that you can support, uh, find ways that you can learn more about Shop Koyo. My thanks again to my guests. I've been speaking to Shop Koyo, artist and activist. It's been another episode of Good Things. If you miss any part of our conversation today, just download the podcast at bfm.my or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Good Things on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.